Hello and welcome to the Who's He podcast with me, Phil. And for the first time in ages, I will talk about Doctor Who on this YouTube channel. Why now, I hear you ask? Well, today Doctor Who celebrates its 60th anniversary. And as a host of Doctor Who podcast, it would be remiss of me not to talk about my favourite television show as it reaches this milestone. But where did my love affair with this decades-old show begin? 1973 to be exact. Yes, my very first memory of watching Doctor Who was John Pertwee in The Green Death. Not all of it, obviously. I was three years old. I just remember someone glowing green and a giant maggot. But that was all it took for me to be hooked for the next 50 years. I then have to skip forward a year or so to when Liz Sladen joined John Pertwee, and again, there are gaps in my memory. I remember Death to the Daleks and the Exxon Bilal, but strangely enough, not the Daleks themselves. I also remember watching Alpha Centauri in the Monster of Peladon, but not the Ice Warriors or the, the badger-haired miners that people now find more hilarious to look at than a giant cock dressed in a shower curtain. And I do remember Pert regenerating into Tom Baker in Planet of the Spiders. And that was my childhood Pertwee experience in a nutshell. But it's often the case with these things, the first Doctor you see is then your Doctor for life. And yes, Pertwee is my Doctor. He just seemed to be an imposing figure with the, the velvet smoking jacket, the frilly shirts, and of course, an Inverness cape. The first Doctor Who VHS I bought when videos were such a thing was Day of the Daleks. I had to get my Pertwee fix after years of no repeats on the TV. But of course I grew up with Tom Baker, the golden years of Doctor Who, the era that gave us Sutek, Davros, the Zygons, Mr. Sin, the Pekin homunculus, and um, the Nymon. I also grew up with probably the best friend the Doctor ever had, Sarah Jane Smith. Now when my memory gets hazier the older I get, DVD and Blu-ray save my bacon, reminds me of just what a fantastic pair of Doctor Who I grew up with, and the fantastic pairing of Tom Baker and Elizabeth Sladen. The pair of them sparked off each other like no Doctor and companion before or since. Well, not for me anyway. But the 80s came along and this is when I started to drift away from Doctor Who. I reached my teenage years, my mind was on other things. I thought though it was still an escape for me. I hated the school I was at and Doctor Who was my safe place. Somewhere I could go and not worry about what was happening in the real world. There was also the Target novelisations which opened my eyes to the other Doctors and yes in particular the third Doctor. But by the time Colin Baker and Sylvester McCoy came along I'd more or less stopped watching. I sort of glanced at it now and again, but I found it to be silly. This wasn't my Doctor Who anymore. It was too bright and too colourful. Gone was the, the gothic feel of the Philip Hinchcliffe years that I grew up with. But then, in 1989, came the cancellation. And though I wasn't watching it religiously anymore, it felt like I'd well, lost an old friend. The fact that it wasn't going to be on the TV anymore left a hole in a lot of people's lives. But despite my perceived lack of fandom, I did actually start buying the VHSs when they came out, just so I could relive those golden times. I got excited when Paul McGann was the Doctor in 1996, and then he wasn't. Shame, because he was rather good, as you continue to prove with the Big Finish audio range. Big Finish was something I had no idea about until Doctor Who came back in 2005. Yes, the wilderness years were really that for me. I also had no idea about the Virgin New Adventures that continued the Doctor's adventures in book form. I was aware, however, of the spin-off direct-to-video efforts such as Shakedown, which couldn't use the Sontaran designs which were owned by the BBC, so instead they came up with their own versions which gave them mouths like arseholes. I must admit, I shied away from it all. Though they starred a lot of actors from Doctor Who, it wasn't Doctor Who, and I thought the VHS tapes were expensive. But this was a strange other world where Zygon porn films were produced and a 
A series called Probe was made. I'm sure this was named in all innocence. But after a false start with Scream with a Schalke, Doctor Who was back in 2005. And again, I felt that buzz that Doctor Who used to give me when I was a kid. It looked better than it ever did before, made by people who wanted it to be successful and, well, cared. Despite the best intentions of fans like myself, the BBC always treated Doctor Who like a poor relation. They felt embarrassed by it. But this time, it actually looked like the BBC were investing in it once again. So, the BBC cared, and I cared once again. And I was back, back into the world of the Doctor once more, and since then, I haven't left it. And what I loved about the show's renewed popularity was that the kids were playing Doctor Who in the streets again. Seeing a group of kids playing Daleks in Sarvman in my street took me right back to the mass Dalek battles that we used to play at school when I was a kid in the 1970s. And I threw myself into buying the DVDs and Blu-rays. I finally started listening to Big Finish audios and I read those Target books that I never got around to reading when I was a kid. And then in 2011, my two best mates, Paul and Tony, we began the Who's He podcast. And for now nearly 12 years, we've been chewing the fat about Doctor Who and made people listen to it. And through that, I've made new friends, met some amazing people, even interviewed people who made or starred in Doctor Who. And I even go to Doctor Who conventions, something I never even thought about doing, well, ever really, and also cosplay as the Doctor. My regret is that I wish I'd done all this earlier in life. Being a Doctor Who fan was always seen as being a bit sad. You spoke about Doctor Who in hushed tones and never in public in case someone heard you. But now, no one cares. You can shout about Doctor Who from the rooftops with wanton abandon. So, really, it's never been a better time to be a Doctor Who fan. With all the content available now, we've never had it so good. The show doesn't look like it's going to stop anytime soon, particularly with the new era about to start and the involvement of Disney. And while it still has its ups and downs, the beauty of this show is that one week it could be a stinker, but the next week could be a classic. There's always a reason to keep watching. So, I ask myself, has Doctor Who changed my life? Yes, it has, and I hope it continues to do so. But the best thing is that my son Scott, who is also a massive Doctor Who fan, like he had a choice, also takes part in the Hoosie podcast. So to have to share my lifelong passion with him is the best thing that Doctor Who could ever give me. So, happy birthday, Doctor Who, and thanks for everything. And here's to the next 60 years in the TARDIS. It's empty. <laughs>